0: Welcome to the second installment of our startup series, where we talk to creative entrepreneurs
1: and hear their stories, how they starve their trolls and do it. Do it. But first, we talk a lot about uh, the concept of fighting trolls and creating, Nate, but we haven't talked much about what we are actually doing. So here's a few updates. Nate, why don't you tell us what you're up to with uh, your band Sherwood.
0: So besides creating this wonderful podcast that all <laughs> five of you are listening to, we are both singers in bands and we tour. We we're are actually, produ- we're predominantly musicians. People think this is all we do.
1: <laughs> so so when Yeah, Sh- we're going on tour now. When's Sherwood doing yeah. this reunion tour?
0: So Sherwood somehow managed to get like a week and a half off and we're doing a tour in July. Sweet. Um,
1: where can people go at to
0: the show? Orange dot com or go to our Facebook page. And there's links for the events. Facebook.com/slash Sherwood. And where are you going to be? Uh, Anaheim, San Diego, San Luis Obispo, Sacramento, San Francisco. Anything with an S, we're going to be there. And then Portland and Seattle. So
1: uh, any, so any of you trolls out there, you don't, you've never heard Nate's music. Maybe you just stumbled across this podcast. You should go check it out. Say hi to Nate. He'll be front and center, singing soft, sweet songs. Yeah, we
0: haven't done this in like six years or so. Yeah. So it's
1: like riding a bike. Yeah,
0: it how does how, how does it how does it feel, Matt, to get back on that horse? It
1: comes right back, man. I swear, like you can't get it out of your bones. We spent too many years on the road in our twenties to to get rid of it. So, so a couple guys with red beards are playing shows. Tell them about right. your. Uh... Well, actually, this week, as this episode comes out, I will be on tour on the West Coast too with my band, The Classic Crime we're doing a 10 year anniversary tour of our album albatross we'll be playing that record front to back with our original five-piece band so it's gonna be pretty 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 rock and loud you know singing swinging that whole thing uh um, yeah and we're we're heading down the oh
0: you're gonna swing too huh
1: i i don't know i might swing i have to tape the mic up to do that it's been years. and when you
0: say swing it's not doing like old school ska
1: and i it's- and i don't i don't mean trading spouses I mean, yeah. You take the microphone and you swing it around. <laughs> yeah, because you don't play a guitar because you're a one-trick pony. That's what I'm gonna do. Oh, I'm gonna so do you, my... don't, you don't play an instrument on this? Too, no, right? man, I'm doing my. I'm back to my one-trick pony thing. I'm not a guitar player anymore, so that should be fun. Uh, also, last week my band uh, launched a Kickstarter campaign for our new album, which was fully funded in three and a half hours. It's the fastest people have funded a record for the classic crime, which is insane to think, you know, 10 years later out of the scene, people yeah. still want to hear that garbage. That's awesome,
0: man. That's, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations to you on this podcast. I out there, classic crime,
1: funded that album faster than I even knew what I was doing <laughs> that, that morning. It was super, so. It's super fun, but it's also a lot of pressure. It's like, okay, now I know what I have to do for the next six months. You know, people are really expecting something good, so uh, we're gonna get to work and hope that I can uh, starve the trolls along the way and overcome my yeah. imposter syndrome and make something great. And that's what it is like every record. Every record, I feel like I don't have what it takes, and I have to overcome some sort of difficulty or contention or problem. Exactly. To make. So, if
0: you stumbled across this podcast, you're like, "Who are these assholes to talk <laughs> about?" Don't feed in the trolls. Well, here we are, not feeding our trolls. We're a bunch of old dudes with kids going on tours and playing, <laughs> and playing music records. and losing money.
1: <laughs> so uh, if you want to support what we're doing, uh, always you can head over to our Patreon page. We've got a bunch of new patrons this week. We want to thank Kelly Weeb, Rob Miguel, Sean Livingston, Andrew Black and Andrew we are so sorry we he's been a patron for a while that we forgot to mention he also yeah. volunteered Whoops. himself to do some admin help because we we don't always stay up to date on on what we need to do I love that Andrew, Andrew we Forcing would love to, have to be known we would love to have you help out Eric it's just Eric he he didn't put his last name Dina Milstead, who I know who came on tour with my uh, my wife and I in our family band vocal few she came and watched the kids oh, while that's we played nice. so Dina, thanks for always supporting everything that uh, I do. <laughs> and Alex Herbig, which uh, if any of you guys are familiar with Vocal View, uh, you might remember the cover to our 2013 release "Tall Trees," where there is an orange Volkswagen. Is that his Vanagon? Is it a is it a van again? I don't know what to call those. Looks like camper it. van. Yeah. In,
0: in, in, in my memory, it looks like it. that's yeah.
1: Alex's. That's <laughs> Alex's van. He actually shot the, He actually took those photos. So welcome Alex Herbig to the show. I guess. So if you <laughs> know Matt
0: McDonald, if you know Matt McDonald, please support. Our yeah. Podcast. If you know me at
1: all, you're you're now responsible <laughs> to jump in. We've got some other extra interview stuff from Trevor Snar uh, of Napoleon Dynamite. That we're gonna put yeah. up there. So we've got a bunch of stuff uh coming and planned for our patrons. Go to Patreon yeah, How many
0: how many do we have now? We have like 47 like 40, or something.
1: Forty-nine. We have. Just... I'm looking. Uh 49 patrons. So that's awesome. Forty-nine man. people have decided to they like this weekly podcast um and they want to support it. So thanks so much to all 49 of you. If our other listeners are interested in pledging at least a dollar, please go to patreon.com slash don't feed the trolls. And uh, we'd love to have you. We'd love to talk to you on there.
0: So speaking of startup, you probably want this episode to start up already.
1: (laughs) We've Uh, got an unbelievable guest, really inspiring guy, Jeff Houghton of The Mystery Hour. Um, He's
0: basically the DIY Jimmy Fallon, right?
1: Yeah. He started it in the basement, I believe, of an improv theater. And it's grown As a joke. Yeah, as a joke. And if you want to... He won an Emmy, so uh, but he's famously known for creating the Instagram husband video and cultural meme, which uh, Nate ripped off to make the original Instagram <laughs> husband uh, from Princess Bride. Hey, hey, video. hey,
0: I didn't rip it off. That's what's awesome about this is he actually emailed us and said, hey, love the mashup. Of the Instagram husband you guys did. And so we thought it
1: it would be fitting to have Jeff on, uh, the creator of the Instagram husband revolution. So, well, let's dive into the interview. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Nate. And we want to welcome you to Don't Feed
0: the Trolls. A podcast where we discuss trending topics, art, and culture.
1: Through the lens of our experiences touring the world and creating art vocationally. We hope to bring topics out of the minefield of the comments sections. And into the sphere of reasonable dialogue. Thank you for listening. Welcome, Jeff Houghton, to the podcast. This is kind of a a weird connection. Oh, yeah. Our podcast is mostly about not feeding the trolls, like the negative voices inside and outside that try to stomp on our dreams, you know, our creative aspirations. And so how we've been promoting our podcast a little bit has been Nate's creativity of creating these mashup memes, trying to go viral to get people to like our podcast page. Um, It's been interesting, but uh, (laughs) the the most recent meme that Nate created was a mashup of Princess Bride, the As You Wish scene spliced with Nate's hand coming up over Farm Boy Wesley's uh, face to take a picture of, uh, I don't know what the girl's name is. Farm Boy, take my picture and uh and nate nate, <laughs> nate initially sent me the idea and he goes have you seen that instagram husband uh video and i was like yeah of course i've seen that it's hilarious and so he's like yeah i just think we should do something like that like the first instagram husband and so he did it posted it and you contacted us i don't know how you found the video yeah how did you find it uh people i just
2: started getting tagged in it <clears throat> yeah. people that i'm friends with or otherwise just started tagging me and i was like
1: this is pretty good.
0: This I yeah, like this. Yay
1: internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, you are always
0: – Yeah, when you do a tribute, you're always wondering, are they gonna like this tribute or hate this
1: tribute? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are we are we stealing a little too much? That's no, I the fun liked it because it
0: wasn't
2: it didn't feel like we're just taking the idea and going with it. There were a couple others out there early on that were just like, oh, we're just gonna kinda of do the same thing. That was Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so you know,
1: created the original Instagram husband uh, video or your team did, and how many views did that get? million
2: yeah it's at 5.3 wow uh on youtube and then freebooters have gotten up to like 20 million through various
1: right they rip it from youtube and post it to facebook and it goes how do you feel about that because i have mixed feelings about that
2: (laughs) 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 yeah you know so i just wrote a, a piece for Adweek last week about going viral and then getting your stuff rebooted and stuff and um i don't know it it ticks me off, and then also I'm like, it, it, I'm torn. I mean, ultimately yeah. I don't like it, but also it is getting more views. Right. Just not any right. monetized views for me.
1: Right. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Well, we can't monetize anything because we rip everything off for ours. So <laughs> it's, it's really just like to promote our and, – and Nate puts a little ad at the end for the podcast – but yeah. I feel like we owe it to you to, to talk to you and, and hear about uh, your story. And I'm sure you fought some trolls along the way to get where you're at. How did you get into <laughs> this, uh, this, this TV business?
2: Well, let's see. So nine and a half years ago or so, I decided just to start a late night talk show. And uh, as part of this improv group, we had a theater, performed shows every Friday and Saturday night. Is this and then we had a this in Springfield? In Springfield, Missouri. Yeah, yeah. came here chasing love my wife is from here awesome and she's in the video right yeah she is she plays my wife and instagram husband yeah that's that's awesome (laughs) yeah (laughs) and uh and so i was in this improv group and we had like a 10 o'clock slot open where we kind of do creative things and uh, i was like hey what if i did a late night talk show and the guy who runs it was like yeah do it so just started doing it once a month after the first one i was like Oh man, this
1: is what I want to do. I love this. <laughs> and it was just on local, <laughs> on local television. And
2: yeah, it was on nothing at first. It was oh, a, okay. a fake TV show for five years.
1: Wow. Uh, and you just posted it online, or no, <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it was <laughs> just for the live audience. Oh, okay, then, all right. Awesome. At the improv. Yeah, group. yeah, okay. yeah. So we would have a. Uh, we had, you know, we'd get. I mean, it was – kind of like an underground hit sort of thing. Like we'd always pack out the, the house for it, but that's kind of all it was. And we'd joke about how it wasn't a real TV show. And then I moved to, I just, oh gosh, here we go. So some more story. So then my wife and I are talking seriously about having kids for the first time. Right. It was the first time we talked seriously about it. And I was like, oh no, I need to go to LA before we have kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Isn't, aren't kids a great motivator? Yes, yeah. yes. They realize, you, you recognize your m- mortality yeah, so right So many away. of my friends oh, yeah. are like, I want to do so much before I have kids. And I'm like, get your wife pregnant and then you have nine months to do everything. <laughs> it's like, it really motivates you to get out of bed and start start questing. Yeah, yeah
2: typical creative person sort of fashion. I need a deadline here and right. then I can get working on it. Right. Uh, so in the end, my... Wife stayed here and I moved out to LA with the idea she'd move out at some point or I'd move back at some point. And I did a bunch of, how did stand up, took improv classes, did a zillion auditions. And then um, my wife was like, all right, I think it's time for you to move back now. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> In the meantime, a local TV station had lost their Fox affiliation and they were, um, looking for original programming, and I was like, "Hey guys, I have a show. It's kind of a TV show."
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been <laughs> pretending so you're to like, be one for a while. It's like fake it until you make it, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, was Wayne's World a big inspiration for you guys? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but we've
0: been compared to that. But yeah, we were in a basement. <laughs> um, hey, I would, I would love to have a cable access show in my basement. That's kind of yeah, what right. this is. So they yeah, sign,
1: they sign you on for for what? Is it once a week or?
2: Yeah, so it's uh, so we signed on. So anyway, so that was September. I moved back in December. I met up with them again in January, and they're like, let's do it. And I was like, cool. In the meantime, I don't have the guys who I was filming my show. just like a camcorder in the back. Any guy making my video bits, all their equipment's gone. They're no longer around, basically. They're kind of around, but they don't have the same capabilities. The improv theater moved to this tiny space, and I was like, I had to throw it all together. And um, so, yeah, it's on once a week. We tape, tape once a month. And um, those first two seasons were pretty horrible.
0: <laughs> we're
1: figuring it out. It's like our first few episodes of this podcast, eh? Yeah, that's us still
0: right now. We're in the horrible stage. We're so. still, yeah. We're fighting that horribleness. It
2: takes a while, though, honestly, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. In a live show, we were talking about this before you came on, like a live show, because we're musicians, so we understand the studio versus the live show. And there's so much more like adrenaline that goes into like a live show. And yeah. you can't have any awkward space. You've got to fill everything. And so how, how do you deal with that? Do you have like some mental games that you play to like keep it going?
2: Well, I have a live audience. So we taped like in a, we first started taping in this uh, art gallery that had a stage pretty, I mean, not a bad space, but we'd like have folding chairs and stuff like that. And then this bigger theater, like an old renovated theater asked us if we wanted to shoot it there. And we were like, yeah. yeah. Um, so we get like 500 people at a taping. Holy
1: cow. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah.
2: So but you're right. But to your point, I, do also, I also do TV for the – I do on-air stuff for the local Fox affiliate and just stuff in a studio. And, like, it's just – if I was just in a studio all the time, I would have, I think, almost no interest in TV. Yeah. Like, I need that live audience.
0: Right. Well, that's how it is. Like, you play a song in the studio and then you play a song to a crowd. It's, it's a totally different thing. Oh, absolutely. Two different, two different experiences. And, like, yeah. and just making a YouTube video, you can make it perfect. But a live show – you know, yeah. it is what it is. So you lead us up to,
1: like, what, what made you, how did this Instagram husband thing come about?
0: So we're in our fifth
2: season on TV right now. And so we were, I guess, maybe a month before we started taping this season, like August or something. I just yeah. had the idea for it, which, I mean, which is basically an exaggeration of my wife and I. Plus, we have <laughs> s- some friends there; it's even more exaggerated. Right. Where Like, she's, doesn't we, we try to make it clear that it doesn't have to be gender specific, right. but, like, our particular group friends, she's super into it. I just thought of like him like just having to (laughs) begrudgingly take these pictures. The poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) So and I started bringing it up to other people and they're like, Oh yeah, that's us. You need to make this video. And we waited like (laughs) four months to make it. And I'm so glad no one else made it in that time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've been there. I've been there. I always <laughs> yeah. do that. I'm like, oh, someone's gonna post this idea before I do. Come on. So
1: describe the video for our listeners who haven't seen it. I mean they should have seen it by now, but uh come on guys. Yeah. Go watch I shared it, it. I
0: shared it on my Facebook page. Would it come out in December? Yeah, yeah. Like right away. Thank you. Thank you. For yeah. That. Um I don't share so... a lot of videos, so you got me. You got me in the heart right here. <laughs> oh good. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, there's certain you gotta think about that like on Facebook or whatever. There's certain people that share everything. You're like, okay. But I don't know how much value to give this one. Then you yeah. have your friend who doesn't share much. You're like, this one's probably worthy yeah. of something. And the
1: algorithm <laughs> knows, man. The algorithm knows which ones are valuable based on the the amount that you share. We've been facing that a little bit because Nate's, right? Nate's been cranking out these videos. You know, he gets an idea, wild hair, and he just cranks it out and posts it. And it, we, we get up to like three or four videos a week going up. And we see the the views go down when that happens. Oh, is that yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. So we
0: we made one. We made a mashup of when Marty goes back to 1985 and finds out Trump is president and screams and yells.
1: Yeah, it's that funny. A... A, l- a lot of ours have been political because it's a political season and we realize it's a hot topic, it's news of the day and and Trump is just an enigma. So, uh so if if we can make videos politely. about Trump, then <laughs> then we realize that a lot they'll get seen a lot more. So, we uploaded it to two different pages, Nate's Bands page uh and our podcast page and it was seen over like 16 million times on yeah Facebook. i saw that yeah. i saw that okay yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was makes sense. that was our first one yeah and we've done a bunch since yeah. we did Thanks. uh it's so yeah we've just been doing this political stuff which is funny our podcast isn't political at all it is about okay. diy hustle it is about you know doing whatever it takes to get you know noticed or seen or be able to continue doing your creative thing and and that's why it kind of ties in a little bit um, let
2: me can i ask you guys this i know you guys are interviewing me but no uh please. Or it's more of a conversation, right? A conversation. Absolutely, yeah, we're just having yeah. fun. Uh, so when making those, are you concerned about using property of like movie studios? Well studio? that's what's
0: funny. My wife last night I was like, Someone's ripped my video and uploaded it to their page and she goes, You ripped the video. <laughs> And I go, yeah, I know, I know.
1: Well, the <laughs> thing about meme culture in general is that, like, it's all derivative, right? It's all borrowed, yeah. copied, mashed up. You know, you take a a photo of someone else and you put text over it, and it's suddenly funny in a different way. So right. We're we're not selling a product, and so I think there might be a, a we gray justify area, it that an way ethical gray area. <laughs> Because our yeah. podcast is free, so it's um, great, totally. Yeah. And we don't know what falls under fair use, and and sometimes the algorithm Nate will upload a video, and it'll be like, nope, you can't. Yeah, it'll take it. it down, and so Nate will have to change the the music behind it and change the opacity oh. of the, <laughs> to try to get it up. So we figure just, like if they, they allow it to the world, yeah, if they allow it, you know, we'll we'll ask <laughs> forgiveness, not permission, in a way.
0: Yeah, how do you feel about it? Well. So yours my... is all original, so you don't have that. So what you
1: should have done at the end was go, you know, watch my page or watch my show or whatever, whatever. And that way, if they rip it, you at least get like a secondary impression, you know? But then they can cut it before that. Yeah, though, you know. know. Oh, we put the watermark on it on it, at least. So like, at least it's watermarked. Yeah. But... yeah,
2: yeah. It's hard to know. I know. So everything I do ends up on TV and we have to like that. So I've, I've always thought internet's kind of gray. Yeah, it is gray. Yeah. Highly to lawyers it's not, yeah. but... Yeah. yeah but <laughs> tv like so like we shot some prank video yesterday our first time trying to shoot a prank thing because you have to get everyone to get releases signed if you're uh-huh. gonna put it on tv if right. it's someone who just like i'm just gonna put on the internet no one cares they don't have to think about it so i always think about the guy running to get releases and i was that guy uh-huh. yesterday like someone yeah. would walk by and then we'd do the thing and then I'd have to run after them, get them to sign a release. Yeah, yeah. So we try to be above <laughs> the
0: board on that. But yeah.
2: I have ideas that are below the board. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. My old band was on MySpace Records. Um, or my band currently, but my old label was MySpace Records. And I would make these videos back in two thousand six, two thousand seven. Like we made a we made one that was like a mashup of the full house intro. Yeah. And they put it on the front page of MySpace and it got like three million plays back then. And yeah. nobody cared. So I'm used to MySpace just putting our stupid videos on the front page. of the, You know what I mean? So it's like we yeah. never got in trouble. No one ever cared. I don't yeah. know. I think the, the system has to change where it has to monetize instantly. Because there's Ooh. so many people uploading so much content. There's no way to stop
1: it. They'll pop ads on, on those videos, I'm pretty sure. Like paper yeah. like, ads and stuff.
0: It's like Napster. The music industry tried to shut down Napster. And then it just totally imploded. They should have bought Napster, monetized it. Made it happen, you know what I mean? Right. Spotify. But yeah, exactly. I still, I it's still, a, it's still a moral gray area, you know.
1: <laughs> ethical. I I don't know about moral, but I guess ethical. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, but also
2: that what you find out on the internet is the people that aren't bound by reason, right? If you will, yeah. yeah where, yeah. like one of ours, it was freebooted on the site. Uh, are on this Facebook page, and the website on the Facebook page is like some sort of iPhone giveaway thing. So, and they got it up to like 13 million views. Oh. And so I sent them a message saying, like, "Hey, we, hey, glad you like our video. We need you to take it down or credit us. I think is what I said. Or right, credit. Yes. Right. Didn't do anything. I followed up, and I've been blocked by that
0: page because oh. they
2: don't care. They're yeah, not. A re- so- they're spam people. They're not reasonable people. And I made one oh, that was
0: really right, Wonka he wrote, was yeah. hosting a GOP debate and that
1: egg scene where he, it got. Yeah
0: seven and a half million plays on our page some kid ripped it and uploaded to his page and he got four million plays yeah and we asked him to credit us and he didn't credit us back
1: our podcast ad was still at the end of it so i i took it as a win but yeah on one of the trump videos occupy democrats (laughs) yeah they wanted to repo re-upload it because it would get a lot of views and they hit us up and said hey can you send us the video re-upload we'll blue link back to your page and we said sure Uh, yeah So they have two and a half million likes on their page. So it got seen another, you know, million, but they, it blue linked. It said, Hey, check out, don't feel the trolls or whatever. And it blue linked back to us. So that was uh, more yeah. above board and reasonable, I think. Uh, but it's funny. Yeah. You have to think about like, yeah, it's, it's more just an ethical thing than a, than even a legal thing. Cause we haven't had any repercussions, but there is a nice way to go about sharing things, <laughs> you know, like, totally. to respect the original, you know, the work that the, yeah. the original person put into it.
2: Like I don't fault the people who share it because uh, you don't think about it, no, but the person don't. that's the person that's downloading it, they know exactly what they're doing. Oh,
1: yes. oh <laughs> yes. yeah, yes, exactly. exactly getting the you credit. Know.
2: And and also there's like the licensing thing where after like the first week, the first week going viral for the first time was just bonkers. Yeah. And um, so all these media outlets were like, hey, can we use your video? And I was like, yeah, sure, okay. I don't. Know. Okay, sure. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my buddy was like. Are you charging them for it? And I was like, "What? Can't what you can do that? No, I haven't. No, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> so then I started asking for a fee, and they're every time they're like, "Yeah, okay."
1: I was oh like, man! Well, yeah. <laughs> if you don't ask, yeah. you don't get. Absolutely.
2: So some Taiwanese media outlet just got a Sent me a message last night, and I said, uh, "Yeah, sure. It's just this much." And they're like, "We don't have the budget." And I was like, "Hmm." Okay, you can just use it. Because <laughs> they have like 1. Mil- 1. 1.8 million likes on their Facebook page. Sure. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. There was a communication barrier there, too. I'm right, not right. sure what she said. Yeah. Right, yeah.
0: Right. It just happened the other day. Actually, an improv comedy website in Utah ripped it and put it on their page. And then I was like, hey, this is my video you uh ripped it and they're like oh someone sent it to us and uh i'm like no you can just share it that's what the share button's for
2: <laughs> right
0: <laughs> it's so easy and hey my wife's like you can't be mad you ripped it off of the princess bride i'm like yeah i know but it still feels like i kind of did something your funny hand,
1: with it. your hand did star in it you are a great yeah. hand actor i green
0: screened a hand in there
1: <laughs> and a phone <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so what happens so so uh you saw the instagram someone forwarded it to you and you didn't you didn't go all oh, these guys they just took my idea you it's actually a it.
1: it's a tribute we've used your hashtag too so i figured yeah. people could find it
2: and so i mean what happened with us then is like what happens we like we created a term like right we, it's yeah. used like i searched for it it's just used all the time now as an actual term that made it into the zeitgeist right and so like something that's not a direct ripoff or something and you use the term, it's like, well, I guess the term belongs to everyone now. Yeah. Also, you can't really
0: copyright a term that has another company's name in it. <laughs> or, uh,
1: yeah, or yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's a hashtag. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, that's awesome though. You created a cultural movement phenomenon.
1: And it reached us and it caused us to create. And that's what that's kind of what this podcast yeah. is about. It's about moving, creating, getting things out there, and you know, against all odds kind of. And yeah. We want to hear more about your story. So like your <clears throat> TV show. Which you started in a basement of a comedy club, became Mm -hmm. legitimate, and Mm -hmm. then went on to win an Emmy? Yes. Tell us about how that happened.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So uh, it's a regional Emmy. I used to always say, it's a regional Emmy. And then some people are like, some people higher up than me were like, you don't have to say that. Yeah. (laughs) So I just started saying Emmy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's a regional (laughs) Oscar. <laughs> Regional Oscar, they
1: you get the trophy man it's an emmy
2: <laughs> right so uh yeah so we submitted like this time last year we found out about him. i hadn't known about them and um so you submit and then they choose the nominees so like we were nominated in three categories and then they have like a gala this one was in st louis right and uh i won for performer host
1: nice. um
2: Yeah, and I went up and gave a nonsensical speech. (laughs) Like, everyone else was like, I don't know, it's mostly news. Did you do your best
1: Taylor Swift?
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I did Taylor and Kanye. I interrupted (laughs) myself.
1: (laughs) I'm going to let myself finish. I'm going to let myself finish. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome, man. So that's got to feel validating, obviously.
2: Yeah, it's great. And it's... um, it's helped us a lot in the sense of, so we fly a guest in from like usually New York or LA each, each tape, we tape three half hour episodes. And so we fly someone in, um, and our ideal person is like character actor from beloved show. So okay. like, if you guys watch parks and Rec, we had purred happily.
1: Oh yeah. The word with purred.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <We> had,
1: <laughs> oh man. I love that show. At.com 30 rock. Oh Yeah. So yeah.
2: Sweet. And uh, Kenny Banya from Seinfeld was on last month. Oh, rad. Uh, That's awesome. But it's helped a lot just because it. if I heard of a local regional late-night talk show, I'd be right. like, that probably sucks. I'm certain it sucks. Right. So it, <laughs> I still think that a lot. It's a but, better
1: pitch to say we're an Emmy Award-winning yeah. regional talk show. Yeah,
2: And we're on in two markets now, so it helps to say – syndicated and and emmy winning so just just you, just to give us some validation from somewhere right. elsewhere that hasn't heard uh of in it.
1: case some of our listeners are in those markets what are the markets that your show's playing
2: springfield missouri and another one is like it's joplin pittsburgh kansas they call it the four state uh, yeah. oh tell me about your bands
1: oh you don't want to hear about our bands. yeah you don't want
2: to hear about those man yeah, we're talking you about you early
1: today 2000s emo that's a <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: did you guys ever flat iron your hair?
1: uh oh, yes, yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: Okay. Yeah, we actually look—we actually know. did Warp Tour together in 2006. Yeah, and we looked a lot alike, and we both had long hair. It was flat iron, and kids <laughs> would mistake each other for yeah, different. Like, hey, are you in that band? And I'm like, no, that's this guy. Blonde, and then you would come to me ears. and be
1: like, <laughs> so we just <laughs> called each other doppelganger. Yeah, that's how we met. <laughs> doppelgangs so yeah, has this Instagram husband led to like I noticed <clears throat> that uh, you guys did was it a 7-Eleven commercial like a legitimate one? Yeah, how did yeah. that happen?
2: <laughs> they an ad agency, <clears throat> their digital ad agency reached out and um, they liked Instagram husband. Kind of had this idea of like just kind of focusing on taking people taking pictures of their food. And so um, yeah, we shot it last month and been going through edits and then we finally released it yesterday. I guess
1: Nate, have you seen oh, that one? Oh, cool no uh, i haven't seen i watched it, it yesterday I, you did better uh, homework than i did it's hilarious it's instagram related it's like everyone taking pictures of their food and and not really it's like eating. a sequel yeah, it, yeah yeah i love it so, i love that so line. you we guys eat our food you guys, they paid you guys to shoot it or they shot it and you wrote yeah it?
2: you shot so they had it. us yeah we shot it and wrote it and Man, did all i the love product.
1: the i love the the lens work and like the little office kind of like zooms and stuff i, I just ah. noticed that stuff it's like, a, I'll tell our yeah, it's like a mockumentary yeah. style. I love it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. You're like and a he's full made...
0: creative house now. You got, you're doing YouTube videos, live shows, <laughs> filming it all, now commercials. People in China <laughs> want you.
1: What are your goals? Yeah. Like, what do you want to do? Um, so plan A is,
2: well, so people used to ask me that, and I had this idea. And then Instagram Husband opened up other potential possibilities. Isn't cause... that
1: weird how you, you create something cool, and it, it leads you down different paths?
2: yeah and it is i mean i'm sure you guys it is kind of analogous to the music world where we released one hit song you know it's like two and a half minutes or (laughs) almost three minutes and and then people and people are like oh look at this oh hey this is part of a talk show hey wait a minute this is in missouri and it's actually pretty good what's going on here yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah, yeah. your talk show is called the mystery hour by the way right Yeah, Yeah, the mystery. I want to say that too for
2: people. Say it over and over.
0: (laughs) Uh, You're kind of doing the same thing we're doing, except you you know, like you you make funny stuff and then you hope people find out about the thing you really want people to find out about. Right. Yeah. Then other people hit you up and they're like, hey, we got this thing we want you to promote. And then it's just like this big old creative snowball rolling down the hill. We're glad that you did because we're like, does do enough people know the term Instagram husband? And it's funny because all females are sharing our video. And... Well,
1: I think it's the princess bride aspect. The as you wish guy is like swoon, you know. So Yeah,
2: the as you wish guy's hand is <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that hand is sexy. Yeah, I've noticed and... that like I see the shares and I see the comments and it's a lot of girls, which is funny cuz like I don't think either yeah. of our bands had a lot of girl fans, so it's just cool to <laughs> it's cool to hit that demographic with something.
0: Yeah. You've tapped yeah. into a real epidemic. There are many struggling men out there. Oh, the, man, I love So you guys... The run, women know it.
1: You guys run the Instagram husband WordPress page?
0: Uh, Tumblr, yeah.
1: A Tumblr, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I was on that, and I was like looking at it, and I was like, man, this is awesome. So I go to support... I'm like, oh, I want to find some support. You know, if I'm an Instagram husband and I click through and it just goes <laughs> to the Jack Daniels page, <laughs> it's like, click here to click here to get some support, and you click through and it's Jack Daniels. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was man, so great. There was time. so many yeah. layers of humor on that site. It's great.
2: Well, yeah, and I, I mean, I put that together very quickly the night before. <laughs> like, so, like, were I to do it over again, it would. Tumblr doesn't support ads. I know I've, I do it with ads because we've gotten so many views on that freaking right. website. Right, right. But...
1: <laughs> right. I know. It's it's so funny. Like when you release something and it goes viral, you start scrambling. And you go, oh my gosh, we could have, we should have, we like we should have yeah, went back yeah. and done this and this and this. And if we do that next time and then you do it next time and then it doesn't go as viral and you're like, crap. It's hard. You know, you don't know what's going to go viral and you never think yeah. it's going to actually take off. I've done a few Kickstarters with my band and they've been like, really successful and like the first few days of, you know, we had one where we got funded in like four hours and there's just some, there's like a mania that that happens. You just, Oh my gosh, I'm part of this big thing and people are really into it. And like, it's just, you uh, you almost can't sleep.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah. I hardly slept the first week. I was trying to reply to all these, like the first day before it's really going viral, this French, journalism student was like hey can I ask you some questions for this paper I'm writing regarding and I don't know what it was about but I would like to ask you questions about Instagram husband and I was like yeah sure okay and then by the next day I'd gotten so many I was like I'm never replying to her again I don't have time <laughs> I feel so bad so yeah. she failed <laughs>
0: See, what I love is that you're super open minded about whatever comes your way creative because I'm sure in, in college or high school, some Ooh. said you're going to run a you're going to be a talk show host one day. You'd have been you probably would have laughed at him. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? And and Matt's wearing this T-shirt that says, why not? From what I can see.
1: Why not us? It's uh, Russell Wilson, uh, 2014 World Champions, man. I'm fr- I'm in Seattle, so I'm a Seahawks fan. But yeah, <laughs> but what I'm thinking, why
0: not? Why I want to be a talk show host. Why not? Sure. Let's why do not? it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm
2: rah-rah. Do something where you're, where you are. Just start doing it. Right. Like, do it. Right. And 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 I don't know. Like, so do you guys remember Yakov Smirnov? Yeah. Eighties Soviet it Union stuff. He's, I don't know. He uh, the turn of phrase started stuff in Russia. This gets you. Sorry, that's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys knew it, that would make sense to you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm looking at it now. Appreciate the impression. (laughs) No,
2: (laughs) horrible impression. No joke in there at all. (laughs) Watch my show, The Mystery Hour. Yeah, Um, (laughs) we're taping our 100th episode next week, and uh, I, I said something like, "If you would have seen our first episode, you never would have thought we could have gotten this far." But we were ignorantly optimistic. Like, absolutely, (laughs) we were just like. Yeah, this is going great, and it's going to keep going great. And if you look back now, you're like, oh, gosh. Yeah, no, no, no.
1: Before- <laughs> well, it's, it's it's like us when we started our band. Like, we, you know, we're jamming in a room. We're 19 years old, and we just believed this is the best shit we have <laughs> ever. The world needs this. Like, yeah. <laughs> we are going to be huge is what we just naively believed. And we had this right. sense of fortitude. We all dropped out of school. And, like, looking back, I'm like, I wouldn't recommend any of that. You know, like. We were not that good no. <laughs> objectively. No. We just believed it with a like a naive sense of passion. And I think that's yeah. what you kind of have to have to do it.
2: My, uh, my motto, if you will, is keep not quitting, keep which not is like quitting. different than don't give up in the sense that like I've had so many opportunities to quit along the way where right. it would have made way more sense to quit, but I just kept not quitting.
1: Right. <laughs> I like that. I'm relating that back to to my life constantly and I'm sorry, but but that aspect our band has survived in the 2000s, mid 2000s, mm-hmm. late 2000s. And by the late 2000s, maybe 2010, a lot of the bands were done. They hung it up. They said we couldn't, you know, if the trajectory was not trending upwards anymore, then we can't do it at all. And yeah, yeah, yeah. my band became independent, we got off the label, and I'm like, "Okay, I want to do another record. I've got these songs. Kickstarter seems to be a thing. So in 2011, we launched Kickstarter and we fully funded another record. So now yeah. we have this independent arm or journey that we were on. And it really only came down to the fact that we said, we're not going to hang it up. We could hang it up. We're not trending upwards anymore, but there is a demand. And as long as there's the demand, we're going to decide to meet it. It's just exactly what you said, choosing to not quit. And like, now we're still here and we can still do it. Whereas a lot of bands, you know, a lot of our friends and bands just went back to school, got jobs. And I'm not saying everybody needs to not quit. I mean, sometimes, you know, right. like our, our old guitar and player had, is a, a registered nurse now and he loves it. So that's cool yeah. too. But like if part and that of can it, be a dream too. That's a dream. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Like, he, didn't he didn't quit. He didn't quit on that dream and now he fulfilled yeah. it. But like, if you want to <laughs> do music or you want to do something creative, probably the best prerequisite is just fortitude. Don't quit you know, how do quitting. you not quit? Yeah. How do you deal with like criticism or self doubt? And-
2: well, I was looking, I was kind of scanning through you guys previous episodes and oh, the inner troll. Yeah. I relate far more to the inner troll than I do the outer troll. Right. Like criticism. I strangely love it. <laughs> like not in this, not that like, I don't know. I think maybe when I started, so I'd done the show, not, not on TV and it was basically just me. And then I got a team of people want to get on TV because it's going to be too demanding. And I don't know, somehow I just flipped this switch where it's like, oh, something went wrong. Okay, let's just fix it. Instead of like fretting about it. And so it's right. just a lot of like a little bit of that. But then, so like in terms of criticism, I'd be like, I'd, I'd welcome it because I just want it to get better. Right. In terms of like trolls on the internet, I get just delight out of reading weird <laughs> criticism. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. I just
2: love it. I don't know why. Like a lot of people are like, oh, that hurts. Why would you like that? And I, I don't know why. Because I don't think of them as real, reasonable people. They're, they're, I don't know what they're doing. They're I don't know why they would do that.
0: Same <laughs> people you, that rip your videos and upload them yeah. to their page.
1: You're not giving their voice any value naturally. You have that natural thing, which is good because a lot of people give too much value to the voices of dissenters. And yeah. And then when you give too much value to your critics, they stop you from creating. So what about this yeah. inner troll? Like, what is what does your inner troll say to you?
2: He's a real jackass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they always but, are. <laughs> um,
2: I think I don't know how I'd put it exactly, but my inner troll, if you will, is is basically the voice is always telling you like you need to be doing more. Right. It's not it's not enough. Right. And so like I relate to if you see. I don't know if I'd consider myself successful. I'm successful in this weird way, but doesn't, not monetarily by any means. But I've seen interviews with like, really successful people on 60 Minutes or something, and they're described as just having this drive where they're never happy with where things are. They wanted, they're always looking at what's next. Right. And I'm like, that's great. Sure. I relate to that entirely. But it'd be
0: better if I was really content where I was. (laughs)
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the struggle of like being tortured and never having. We were just
0: talking about. We were just talking about doing an episode on the past on how like thinking backwards or thinking forwards is kind of like an episode of Don't Feed the Trolls because you're when you're focusing backwards, you're trolling yourself, and when you're too far ahead, you're not good enough. Anxiety.
1: So yeah, backwards just, is regret, forwards is anxiety, and the present moment is just being grateful and content and trying to live presently wonderful. is successful. So like if you can yeah. be happy now doing what you're doing and not striving, 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 then that is success in my opinion.
0: What internally do you do? Do you like do yoga? Do you practice breathing? What do you, how do you, do you like? meditate? How do you calm it down? Yeah. How do you? Yeah. <laughs>
2: this is good. I have many thoughts on this stuff.
0: Well, i have uh, I have many thoughts
2: on them and i'm not great at them that's, that's, <laughs> who is there you hear my inner conflict in one sentence but uh, um, for me it's doing things that slow me down hmm. so so for me it is like kind of doing breath meditation is awesome for me it slows yeah. down and it removes the for me i have to help i need help removing the thought or emotion from action like right. trying to disconnect that right and just being right. like yeah. Yeah, this is how I feel. Yeah, and that's funny. Um, and uh, so I do that. I write a lot, just kind of for myself. Um, that no one else will see. Um, journaling. Yeah. yeah, journaling. Yeah, poetry, whatever. Sweet. Um, whatever. And then, <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you know, you. whatever. <laughs> It's
0: stupid why not man why not just write it down
1: that's awesome man i i think that's like psychologically cognitive behavioral therapy is moving from like your limbic system in your brain the emotional rat brain or whatever to um looking at yourself being aware of it and turning it around going into your into your frontal part of your brain, the more evolved and looking back into your brain and going that's not me, those are just those are just my thoughts or those are just my emotions <coughs> and it's super helpful and I think just brain science wise it's helpful to be aware of what you're thinking and not be controlled by it.
0: Do you think stand-up comedians and talk show hosts are kind of like self-deprecating on purpose because they really, like I watched the Conan documentary, Can't I was Stop
2: talking about that yesterday, yeah
0: and it felt like, man, that guy's kind of tortured. I kind of felt like that at the end yeah. of it. Yeah. Do you feel, feel tortured? Are too. you a tortured human?
2: <laughs> Am I tortured? <laughs> but like, I'm I'm a strange mix between like a wonderful amount of anxiety and generally happy-go-lucky. I don't know how
0: they mix together, but I'm both. So, <laughs> but you kind of need that to be like a frontman, talk show host, out there kind of person, right? Maybe. Yeah.
2: I, I've listened to lots of podcasts and I'm going to start now listening to yours. Um, <laughs> and uh, a lot of podcasts with comedians and stuff like Pete Holmes. WTF. Oh, I
1: love Pete Holmes. Pete oh, gosh. gosh. He's
2: hilarious. Um, so many of those talk about comedians being tortured in that way of like never being happy with themselves or like mm-hmm. they, need that, they need that kind of immediate approval sort of thing from an audience. Right. And like I can relate to that some. I don't think I'm quite all the way tortured, but...
1: Part of the traits that are required for someone to get up in front of a crowd and entertain, you sort of have to be needy. You have to need it almost. Or else you don't do it at all. At least initially, yeah. Because you go, I don't need to be, I don't need to entertain, or I don't need to be the entertainment, then you'll never get up. So it's sort of like it's part of your... It's part of your personality and character traits. And I would say for me, too, like, you know, just being a middle child growing up and not feeling like I got a a lot of attention. Then it became a front man of a band. And I was like, I have the mic now, you know, like now people will listen to me, you know. And I think that was definitely motivation. But then you have to grow through that to be okay with yourself and not rely on what other people say
2: you can focus on the negative side of the coin or you can focus on the positive side and so like i I when i would kind of relate to those comedians talking i'd be like oh no i'm just so needy what's wrong with me (laughs) the other side of it is that i like to be a part of providing joy right you know like yeah and so it's not either or you know but it we're all... Everything's a mix.
1: But a laugh And
0: is on top like, of all of this, you're tortured with this iPhone having to snap photos of your wife all day long. <laughs> so tortured. <laughs> you're just a tortured soul.
1: We're I love... So I hate
2: everything. What I do
1: is a whole lot easier than comedy because, number one, there's an instant gratification. So if a joke can be instantly reciprocated and it's you alone on stage with a mic and you hold all the power, so you you will yeah. get, like, if you bomb, it's on you. <clears throat> Whereas, like, if I'm on stage with my band playing, it's this wall of sound, and I can close my eyes, and I can perform, and I don't have to care about anybody oh, else. Oh, yeah, it's so much easier then, than what yeah, you Yeah, and then we're, we're done a <laughs> song, maybe they clap, whatever, we can just start another song right away. There's no, like, lull or, like, build oh, yeah. up to the climax, and then I drop the punchline, and what happens? Are they going to, uh? And then they laugh and you go, oh, thank God. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) All right. Next one. You know, like it's way more pressure in my mind. And I think like Pete Holmes says, like comedians in a lot of ways are the new philosophers. You know, they bring all the dirt up to the surface and they make you laugh at it and they make you okay with these uncomfortable topics. And yeah,
2: it's safer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's interesting. It makes you're making people feel safe. We're all in this together. We're all laughing together.
2: You know, my favorite thing about comedy and, and doing it in front of a live audience, I started noticing this because I've, I've done a little bit of stand up, but I don't really consider myself stand up comedian at all. I, most of my stuff uh, came up through improv and stuff. Right. Improv and then talk show hosts. It's, it's, a, it's a, a little bit similar, more similarly skilled than improv and stand up, I would say. The idea of what you just described, just being the only person there. Yeah. I would rather be with a group like you're saying, and it's a group of us is kind of on us meaning improv. Right. Um, you can feed stand up. Them, yeah, Yeah. totally. Totally. And it is like a, you I don't know. You got, you got each other in an improv show. Once I noticed when I wasn't up on the stage and I was watching someone else do it, that when people would in the audience, I was watching the audience laugh. And the first thing you do when you laugh is the, you look at the people that you're with. Yeah. Like you, you look at each other and it is just this great, communal yeah. thing do
1: we all get and it yeah mm-hmm.
2: yeah it's, <laughs> we it's, all get it's creating this. bonds yeah. yeah which i kind of i kind of think is cool also i think if you're doing it well it's a bond from the person performing right as well
1: those who live together stay together right
2: <laughs> oh by the way that's something yakov smirnoff says i wanted i brought him up earlier i didn't want to just bring him up and do a bad impression he said to me once i had him on my show years ago look him up he was very successful yakov
1: smirnoff <laughs> such yeah such a good name
2: <laughs> and um so I, I had him on. I said, do you have any suggestions or anything? It was like our third show we'd ever done. And he's like, uh, just keep doing it and you'll get better and better. And then when the time comes, you'll be ready. Yeah. Like if, if Instagram Husband had come out two years ago and someone saw my show, I'd be like, oh, we're not, no. I don't know. <laughs> I'd rather you yeah. don't see it, you know. Yeah.
1: That's kind of what, that's kind of been our principle and what we our mantra, I guess, for this podcast too. We started out and we're like, we were very open about like we are not broadcast dudes. We're musicians, right? And so we're just sharing yeah. our experience, and we 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 hope to get better. We hope that you know yeah. each episode we learn something new, and hopefully become something cool and better yeah. and more professional, you know, over time. But that's totally how it is. You just have to start. But um, not only that,
0: but when you're interviewing celebrities, you have to have some confidence because you're talking to important people and you can't be like, uh, so Siakoff, uh, what do you, uh, uh, <laughs> you know a, what I mean? Like b- between, two you have a kind of style. believe you're on the same level.
2: Right. Right. And I, you know, my, my inner troll mostly is I have a lot of help with the show, but then I'm doing a lot of the day to day kind of operational yeah. sort of stuff. And that is not my forte. Right. At all. And so <laughs> every day I'm like, all right, sit down, concentrate, right. <laughs> do the spreadsheet, just sit down and do it. I'm like, What's happening on Facebook? Yeah. Sit down and do this <laughs> friendship. What about Twitter? And um, and so like those days, just it's just this the voices going. I don't want to say the voices per se, but like the inner voices being like, do it. I want to do this. Do it. I want to do it. Uh, but I realized that. Like, yeah. You can when say. I'm it. On- their voices. <laughs> their voices.
1: You have a beautiful mind, Jeff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I realize that when I'm on stage doing my show, and I'm interviewing whomever it is. I feel entirely confident. Right. I'm not thinking yeah. about anything. But uh, I'm envious of other talk show hosts or, or talent in that way. It's like, oh, you're good at you're good at this. Okay, we just want you to do this, right. which yeah. is great. And I'm like, okay, I'm good at this. So right. that means I got to do all this other stuff in order to be able to do this. The DIY is about-
1: hustle, man. That's like... Yeah, man. It, we sort of have to be... Um- <clears throat> we have to be renaissance men in a way if you're if you're gonna pull yourself up by the bootstraps and do the creative thing that you want to do you kind of have to be a social media guru you kind of have to know how to do a web page you kind of have to know how to write an email yeah you got to and do that and create everything. tasks and do all this stuff and well that's how like the
0: video stuff kind of came up for me because it's like i learned how to do video when our band started in 2002 and I was like, we're gonna have to learn how and that was when YouTube was getting started. Right. So here I am making viral videos now, but it's been years. It's yeah. been, you know, thirteen, fourteen years of and learning how to do this y- thing.
1: And you were predominantly a musician, and then now yeah. we do a podcast, and then now we're like social media kind of like fighting the Facebook algorithm to like figure out how to get seen. And it is a hustle. Like I we can be envious of people who just get to do the thing that they're good at but part of me is like a varied experience is fun because when someone asks me can you guys do that my default answer now is yes and maybe i don't know how but it's the fake it till you make it thing you know like maybe i don't know how but i will figure it out i got google i mean i got youtube i'm the guy at the restaurant that gets like all the sauces and tries them all so maybe that's just more me but uh I get it. I would love to just be the tortured artist just writing songs in a room and I get paid millions of dollars, but maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I like the variety too and and also being stretched, you know, also being stretched to learn things or become better at other things that I'm not so good at.
0: But one thing we talk about is how you're the same as celebrities. We're all on equal level. Totally. And when you create the different levels, the pyramid of this guy's a bit cooler than me, then it creates the awkwardness.
2: Right. And that person doesn't think it.
1: No, they don't think they're cooler than you. Yeah.
2: No. Like, to the to the modicum that I've gained a little bit of celebrity from from this, I'm like, why would anyone ever think that anyone, like, somehow we think that they cross over into right. this thing where they aren't dealing with real yeah. life stuff.
1: Uh, they don't have know? self-doubt anymore because they've made yeah. it. Yeah. That doesn't
2: happen. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. And, like, I had on Mitch Silpa on my show. He played um, the main flight attendant in Bridesmaids. Oh, okay. Nice. He's a great groundlings guy. And he's, he's done a bunch of stuff. He was a very yeah. early viral star. He did the, um, David Blaine parody videos. If you oh, ever saw those right. years ago, I remember <gasps> right ago. the two guys
1: are like, Oh my God, it's David Blaine. Yes. Yeah. They're
2: so funny.
1: So funny. And he just stares uh, at the camera the whole time. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Googly eyed.
2: <laughs> so he, uh, so I had him on the show and he came out and we were hanging out and, um, He's good friends with Kristen Wig, and I was like, does she, you know, like uh from groundlings? And I was like, so it, does she feel weird about celebrity? You know, like does it like I was saying, like to the to the minor amount that I've experienced, I'm like, that feels mm. strange. Like you aren't any different. Yeah. You know. And I wanna emphasize I don't consider myself a celebrity. No, 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 very no, but strange,
1: like when you, you know, No, I know the feeling. Neither like do when, we when you experience fame, like, you know, we go out on tour and we're at the merch table after the show or maybe for the VIP set before and people look at you a certain way and it's awkward because not because of that there's anything different. It's because we're the same, but they treat you different. So like, I know, I know yeah. how that feels, but also I am a fan of other people. So mm-hmm. it's, it's this weird thing where when people start doing that to you, you go, Oh, that's me. I'm that yeah. way to other people. And the reality is we're all actually the same. we all have the same problems and emotions and feelings, and
2: yeah, you know when I had my I had a year in l a and I had two goals: one make it big, two just go through the process of going for it right and um and it was this great realization of like, oh, everyone who's out here, whether they have a lot of success or not they're not they're not necessarily like you just said, this however many levels up from me, right they're just the okay. ones that are out here. Giving themselves the opportunity, right? Which is the same thing you can do now. I mean, this wasn't very long ago, but but you can do now. What we're all doing as well. You yeah. Just give yourselves the opportunity. But like, there isn't this. I don't know. Maybe it's a, a Midwest humility sort of thing where you're like, oh, I I can do it here, but I probably wouldn't. I, I
0: couldn't yeah. succeed I don't somewhere have else. What it
1: takes to make it there. Yeah.
0: Our last guest, we interviewed Don from Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. Trevor Poli.
1: Snarr, He's the guy that goes
0: yeah like which the, one? India. he's
1: like the bully he's one of the guys that like is a jerk to napoleon yeah
0: okay yeah okay he's great but he he's in la we interviewed him because he saw the napoleon dynamite video that we did yeah and we he, keep us. getting uh, <laughs> but he's had a lot of the same sentiments to say he was like you know uh i'm in la i'm in a lot of random stuff right now but i love acting and i'm just going for it and at any given moment something can happen right. but I'm here. I'm putting myself like out there. I'm giving myself the he opportunity does
1: background work and stuff like that. Like whenever he gets a gig, he gets a gig and he's like, got a sort of that mentality of like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. And that's like, that's totally the root of DIY is the hustle of doing whatever it takes. And
0: just being available being, being there.
1: Yeah. It's kind of what, like Showing I going to say, what's what's, uh, I don't know if you ever read Stephen King's book on writing. He talks about what the, <laughs> what the great, <laughs> yeah. So maybe get the audio book. Yeah. Uh, okay. But what the great writers do, it's not that they're, like, on this other plane that they uh-huh. exist in this reality that's, like, separate from everybody else. It's that they sit down every morning and they make themselves available. Do it. Right. Yeah, yeah. They say, and like, he's like, you know, I write every morning 9 to noon. And he's like, and 80, 90% of the time it's crap. Yeah, but yeah. because yeah. I put my ass in the chair, I'm there yeah. for when the inspiration hits. And, and so if you don't show up, then you don't get the benefit. If the inspiration hits while you're out doing something else and not writing too bad, you, you lost that opportunity. So just putting yourself, making yourself available for it is really the, the act itself.
2: And I think along those lines, one of the things I've come to realize is you have to enjoy the process that like in LA, I heard Paul Rudd say once, you know, like what people don't realize is that actors are. Always looking for a job. And like you have to like that, right. or else you'd stop doing it. And so like, particularly in this field, like people want to be famous and like okay. Mm-hmm. But you have to enjoy the process right. of it. You gotta, you
1: gotta do background part. you gotta do background work in the meantime.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you gotta have fun doing it. <laughs> Get on set, you know? make
1: some friends, meet some people. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And yeah, I the realized
1: this is never ending.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, even a guy like Paul Rudd. And I realized. Um like with stand up, I I don't think I, I wasn't good enough anyway, but I kinda looked ahead and I was like, Okay, you're um to be great at stand up you gotta get up there all the time. And so you gotta be going to open mics five nights a week or whatever, and then and then tour and, and play you know, I always hear stand up saying you gotta play all these shitty clubs first and then kinda move your way up. And I was yeah, like, they have a pay okay. and views
1: thing, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think
2: I, I that process just wouldn't be for me. Right. And so so that's not the thing for me. Right. Like the skills of improv are just like so life applicable. Um, and so improv, like one of the number one rules is make the other person look good and like always support your teammates. Right. Um, another thing is yes and you agree with what was put forward and then you add information to right, it. Right, right.
1: Um, don't and we, that, yeah, don't just subtract.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so uh, for my show, so I'm having... Sometimes celebrities on, sometimes people on who have never been interviewed before, who aren't used to it. Right. And so I know early on whether I need to, or if it's like a stand up that got that has their material. It, so that'd be on one end where I just like, all right, here's a little setup, do your thing. Yeah. Or what I prefer most is the middle where we're just having a conversation like this. Um, or if someone's not used to it at all, I know I have to kind of provide the energy and, and the funny with it and just kind of being able to to read that like it's been a thing I've learned, right. for, it's taken me a long time. Well,
1: that's improv, right? Adapting to the changing
2: topics
1: yeah. and, yeah, it's totally learned.
2: Yeah. The other, uh, here, the other branch would be talking about kind of that inner troll. One of the best books I've read, which this guy um, from IO in Chicago came down and trained us one weekend and he said, he, this might sound weird, but you guys should read this book called The Inner Game of Tennis. I don't think I've ever heard of it. No. Um, it was like the agree. first sports psychology book from like the 70s. Wow. And, um, I just love it to death. I grew up playing tennis, so it made a little more sense to me. It's, it's straight up a tennis book about the psych, about kind of the, the inner game, if you will. Wow. Um, and, uh, but what it says is, it says we have like a, what he calls self one and self two in our, in our heads. And I don't know which is which I'll get them wrong, but like self one is the analytical judging side, the more authoritarian side and right. like, you got to do this. What I was describing as like my inner troll, right. um, and then self two is like this natural learner, this kind of go with, go with the flow, adaptability, yes. like curious. Yeah. And, and what we often do is just give credit to self one and self two is just this tiny little voice that we don't, we don't validate very much. And uh, so what I, what I try to do internally is kind of balance that a little bit and say self one isn't. I don't know, I want to to diminish that more because there's certainly a place, but allow this creative uh, side out a little more and kind of quiet Uh that judge. And improv is a lot about that. Hmm. People, like I've taught improv classes, and it's a lot of being able to quiet that judge that like, oh my gosh, what should I say here? Oh my gosh, is this going to be stupid? You know, that sort of thing that we're so used to doing. And so it's this great it's a, it's a muscle you can work. I'm a big podcast nerd. I heard another one with Elizabeth Gilbert on, if you guys know yeah, her, yeah, yeah, eat, pray, love. I think right. she wrote, she said what she does, like, so I think like kind of that limbic side is more fear based, like, right. cause it's kind of survival, like look survival. out, yeah. run. And she says that flares up when she's going to speak somewhere. Right. And so what it, she does is yeah. she speaks kindly to it. Uh, instead of like, cause if you, if you're, it's all, I've been thinking about, it, it's like, uh, Star Wars, I'm just gonna be horrible because 'cause I'm bad at remembering things. But Darth Vader says something like, you know, <laughs> the fear within you is growing or the anger's growing good right. or whatever. But like if you if you if, if if I get mad at that side in my head, it's then the I'm I'm using that very tool. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah.
2: And so she speaks, mm. she's like she says she says out loud that she has a conversation with she's like, How Okay, fear. I don't I don't need you right now. <laughs> Thank you for
0: everything you've given me. I just yeah. don't need you right Thanks now.
1: Thanks for keeping me out of that dark alley last night. Yeah, great. but right now crazy. I don't need you. See yeah. this is
0: what big this is what big fat guys like me talk to the donuts. We go to the donuts, and say, donuts, I like you donuts. But Bran Muffin, he's my good friend. <laughs> Donuts, step back right now. <laughs> Don't need you. You're tasty. Yeah, no, I hear you. We actually had a podcast episode where we talked about this. Where I was like, you got to talk to you. Got to talk to your ants. You got to talk to the negative voices inside aunt's of you.
1: Automatic negative thoughts is the, and, um, the
0: ants. That's good. Yeah, not actual ants on the sidewalk. Yeah. Like ants, <laughs> you stay down.
1: You taste like lemons. <laughs> but uh,
0: <laughs> but you talk, you talk it out. You kind of have to have this weird, you know, little imaginary friend thing that you had as a kid, uh-huh. and you just. And people don't realize like nothing changes when you become an adult. You still don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You're, st- you're still all about creativity and playing. You just have to pay the bills. That's yeah. the only difference, you right? Got
1: and, that's, and that's the thing too is like kids aren't judging and analytical. They have this natural yeah. curiosity and wonder and ability to laugh freely. And I think, yeah, there's something about allowing that you know, when you become an adult, it's like, you got to be a man and you got to do this and you got to provide and you got to boom, boom, boom and kick ass and climb the ladder sure. and blah. blah. And it's all this judging analytical stuff kicks in. But like just being childlike again. And that's what comedy is to me. It's like, yeah, you totally embrace the funny and the silly and the goofy and the childlike curiosity. Um, yeah. And people love feeling like kids again, you know.
2: And you can also you can also I found different times you can be really analytical about it uh, in, an, in an unhealthy way where it's like, oh, I'm creating comedy, but I'm having no fun at it. Right. Yeah. You know, and so you need to bring that into the process as well. I have a three-year-old, and uh, he's just all play all the time. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and I was thinking the other day, I was like, is it just because he doesn't know about how you have to pay bills and, yeah. like, get health insurance <laughs> and stuff like that? Probably, partly, but can I tap into that? All that stuff, it gets worked out. Yeah, It gets worked out, but I can't convince myself of that sometimes.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, having kids helps you. Yeah, it really gives you perspective. Yeah, it's changed my life for that. We have a couple kids each, too, so it's definitely giving you, oh my gosh, I used to be like that, and (laughs) should (laughs) be like that more.
0: Well, you think you're going to grow up one day, and then you realize you don't. You know, wait, I haven't grown up yet. I'm 35. When am I going to grow up? You
2: know, like, I remember in a job once having some, I don't know, maybe my first like real job in an office and stuff. And uh, someone older than me, I saw them just kind of like BSing in a meeting, like they hadn't got stuff done or something. And it was just a moment of like, oh, older people don't do everything, right? (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so dumb, but yeah. I was just moaning like, "Oh, okay." I, Dad, this is the playing field. <laughs> I think I'll never get the same high the first show I did, which was like there were ninety people, which was like a fairly packed house. We didn't know if anyone would show up, and it was the first time. You know, dunks, I love comedy. I've always loved like the bits, but then I also just love talking to people. And so just this moment of like, oh, this is two of the things I love. This is great. But the best moments are when things don't go right, which actually just happened in our last taping. So we did this game uh, that's kind of like name that tune, um, but we don't have the rights to music. So it's named that movie line, you know? Um, And (laughs) instead of a buzzer, you have to jump through a hoop and put a pie in your face. And that's the buzzer to be able to answer it. (laughs) So we've done it before, but this time I was like, Let's get some real pies. We need to go, instead of like shaving cream, let's go to Village Inn and get some real pies. You guys have Village Inns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great pies. Great sponsored pies. By them. My <laughs> life is sponsored by them. <laughs> Just
1: kidding. <laughs> I like the pies at Sherry's, personally. Instagram husband,
0: because <laughs> of all <laughs> the photos she's taken of them.
2: <laughs> so uh, so last time, I was like, all right, we're getting real pies. And this game only works. I always coach people. This only works if... if if when you hear the movie you quote, if both of you just start running at the same time, or else there's one person going like, I got it. Okay. And these two guys were super into it, but pies from village Inn have way more volume of like cream <laughs> and whatnot. We can't practice it. So at the front of the stage. First time they're just, <laughs> they're just running up. One guy grabs it, puts it in his face and there's just splat pie everywhere. It's all over the stage. They're just slipping around. It's like a TV monitor and a light. And, uh, and then, like we had to stop, we were supposed to just kind of continuously go, because we, we were like, "Oh <laughs> just <happened.">
1: <laughs> 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 so then we pie activity
2: <laughs> second time it happens again, it's just nuts. and then the, for the third round, what we we're going to do is put a person, have an audience member in the second row holding a pie, wearing a poncho, and then yeah. uh, these guys have to <laughs> run off the stage, go into the crowd, and work their way to the middle to the middle seat and um but these guys are just covered in pie at this point. <laughs> so we couldn't do it, so we brought a guy up on stage and put him in a poncho. And but it took so long to clean up. Like we had to stop the show for <laughs> a while. The live
1: audience knows that it's not going as planned and loves it even more. Yes, because of that.
2: And- The great thing which would be different from what you guys do the great loophole of late night talk shows is that if things are going great awesome if they're going horribly even better because you get a comment (laughs) on it everyone knows it's not going well
1: yeah Yeah, it's there's like, like an this inside honest joke. You're it's off, like an inside uh, joke with them. It's a commute. Yeah. It's a communal thing that happens. It's like commute. all happening to us. Like when we had an ice storm here uh, in Seattle a few years back, I, I I was on a bus, and Seattle's like known for being just everyone stay out of my personal bubble. We're not like really friendly people. Ooh. Everyone's transplants from somewhere else, and not really feeling like they belong or whatever. But in this ice storm, because we were all experiencing this almost like a disaster. And the danger of it, and it was it was uprooting our lives on the bus. Everyone's chatting. Everyone's talking, everyone's yeah. talking about the, this ice storm that's happened to us and people from different socioeconomic backgrounds and races and cultures and religions, and we're all together. and it's just like almost something like a disaster causes that communal thing to happen humanize totally yeah humanizes
0: the situation
2: We decide whenever there's technical difficulty we'll go up and do a short form improv game so like when the pie thing happened i brought some guy up and some kid and did some game with him just to kind of it's a nice thing to have in your back pocket to be able to keep going with
1: yeah so you're a great guy to have around during a crisis yeah exactly
2: (laughs) (laughs) crisis yeah Know
1: any jokes jeff's got them
2: (laughs) i don't know any jokes power
1: goes out i'm (laughs) going to your house yeah <laughs> jeff you've been uh, an awesome guest and we'll let you know when this podcast comes out and post it yeah. to all our socials and all that is there anything you want to plug and or yeah. just the mystery Some hour and such
2: You can go to themysteryhour.com. we got all our episodes up on youtube plus instagram husband and other things
0: emmy award winning jeff <laughs> instagram husband. the instagram husband has an instagram
2: <laughs> oh yes Oh, I think it's just out. Jeff Houghton. It's mostly <laughs> old buildings and my son. <laughs> All right, cool.
1: <laughs> we also have
2: IG husband.
1: All right, thanks I a lot, it. Jeff. We'll let you get back to your day and stuff, but uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, Yeah, love That's it. Fun. All right, take care.
2: Bye-bye. Bye.